DC Improv this weekend, this Thursday through Saturday. Five shows, actually four shows. One is sold out. Let's sell the rest of them out. Pick up your tickets now, dcimprov.com or damianlemon.com. All right? Hope to see you there. We're going to have a blast. Peace. Time for the End of Conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. Yes, yes. Word up. We back. Word yeah. Up. Black History Year. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. Still black. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what we six days in, solid thus far. Good mm-hmm. Black History Month or good Black History Year, but you know the February is is pretty good so far, man. How you been? How's it going for you? Ah, man, I'm doing good, man. Shit, it's Black History Month, which means the annual resurgence of "I Love You, Black Man." You know what I'm saying? And um, oh. the remixes. I think they have a "I Love You, Black Woman" that's that's out here doing the rounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's just always good to, you know, you know, a good black history money is some good black history from your from your uh goddamn catalog come through. So mm. love it. You like I love it. You like the um Mariah Carey of black affirmations. Not yet, not yeah. yet, because I ain't getting paid uh-huh. on this shit. Uh-huh. But just let me know. It let me know that you know what I'm saying okay. I'm close, resonating with the culture. You know what I'm saying? Keep keep that love coming. You know what I'm saying? Just let you know black love got some value out here, you know? So now oh, for sure. It's time to yeah. build on that. You know what I mean? So that's what makes me happy about the shit. That's dope. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I guess it is coming up. Yeah, love. I guess love day. You know, that's about to be. Yeah. Was that next week? Yeah, 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 yeah. Next week. But I saw it today. I saw the love you black woman today. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And then I, you know, obviously seen a couple of resurgent. I love you black man. You know, somebody gonna send it to me every time it it pop up. Right. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's cool. They sent me somebody the other day that had a I love you black man shirt on. You know, it, it's it's out, it's moving out here in the world. You know, it's trying to raise the vibration of uh, the culture. Right, 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 right. Now it's there. It's there. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. Damn, they got the merch out. I seen <laughs> some of the remixes. I seen some of the remixes. I've seen some of the, you know, the the flips of it all. I ain't mm-hmm. never see the merch. Yeah, they got the mm. merch out there, you know. Yeah, Can't be mad. Shit, you know. Uh, monetization. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Well, that's good. That's good to hear, man. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, well, that's good. That's a that's a good uh, so, a good barometer. Yeah, so that's a good. black love. Trending. Way to kick off Black History, the month version mm-hmm. of the year. Yeah. You know yeah, man. Kicked off Black History Month. I went to uh to the Brooklyn Museum for the first Saturday. Ah, oh, man. Over, uh, yeah. What was the Yo, lick this know. week? What was the um theme this time? It was I think it's Spike's got to have it. Oh, okay. you know, because it's um approaching the end of the Spike Lee uh, Creative Resources 
um, exhibit. I mm-hmm. want to say that might be up on the 11th. I'm not positive, mm-hmm. but I think so. But anyway, so yeah, it was the, it was like, that was the theme, you know, Black History Month, Spike Lee, Brooklyn, first Saturday. That shit was jammed. That shit I'm was sure. a, a black extravaganza. It was like the Black Expo. It New- felt like that. New York is been- on something, on some other shit right now, man. Because what you mean? Talk to me. Nah, because no, nah, it, it's they're doing what everybody else is doing, showing their experiences. Like you know, the other cities got real big into showing how they get down. You know what I'm saying? Houston party or the New or the Atlanta Green Wall with the you know what I'm saying? Everybody is showing their stuff, right? The thing mm-hmm. the thing about New York is just so many niggas be in the spot. You know what I'm saying? So when you see it, it be like, yeah, damn, them niggas is having it. If it's just a block, like the block parties are going crazy in the mm-hmm. summer. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure the videos from the Brook. I know how the Brooklyn Museum do on the hot nights, especially Black mm-hmm. History Month. So I already know that's gonna be a movie, or however, however they say nowadays. But it's just that New York got so many people that when it when they are having a good time, it's like. Everybody else on steroids. Yeah, nah, the shit was ridiculous. It was fire. It was, it was, it was bananas. That shit was so crazy. Um, it was, but you know, it was wild. It was, nah, it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful time. I'm not even gonna lie. That shit was cracking. Uh, seeing some people I knew in there. Um, got in there fast. Caught a mean spot. Caught a mean part So the shit Started off official Cause first of all I was a little sick I'm not sick Not sick But I was sick Cause I'm pulling up And I was I, I missed time I ain't eat So I was like Damn I need something to eat And there ain't a whole lot Right in that area mm-hmm. You know what I mean You go down a little bit But in that area So I'm looking for park And I'm like Ah fuck You know what I'm saying I plan to eat After the thing anyway But then I ain't wanna be Up in there with the you know, with just hungry. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I knew I wasn't going to cop nothing out the museum because I'm not trying to do that. So, <laughs> boom, I, I go around. I wind up uh, passing. I go up Franklin. I, I wind up just passing through like a little, little out the blue ass. Um, I don't even want to disrespect them out the blue because it might not be. I think it's Joe and Sam, some little pizza shop I've never been to. And it was just... I was like, you know what? I had a couple do- I had a couple dollars cash on me and it was just enough to get a slice. So I get a slice. The shit was popping. The spice the slice was I don't know if it was cuz I was starving, but that shit took the G out of ground and put a smile on a nigga face. I was good. <laughs> my, whole, my whole equilibrium had just shifted. I was back in the yo, shit felt good. You know sometimes you hungry that shit will fuck up your mood like mm-hmm. I was, you know, you know, as they say, hangry. I was a little tight. I'm looking at the line. I'm like, ah, nigga, that slice was fucking phenomenal. Now I'm spinning through looking for parking, parking a little crazy. I go around the block maybe twice and I'm coming down the block, coming down Washington right over, right next to where the, where the um, museum is. Jam, nobody pulling out. Or you seeing people pulling into spots. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of envy and a little bit of hope when you see a motherfucker pull into a spot when it's, you know, there's no spots. You're like, ah, shit. All right, maybe, maybe it's promise. Mm-hmm. And I see two two older women, like, just 
standing by their car. You can't tell if they leave it or if they just showing up. So I, I, I holler out there. I said, yo, y'all, y'all leave it? They were like, yes, we are. I said, oh, shit. Hit the U-Bot. <laughs> Pulled up. Beautiful spot. Beautiful mm. spot. Line, because the line looked crazy when I first got there, but then it looked like the line then broke down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I bought a little membership a while ago, a little half-year, little mm-hmm. half-year membership, because they don't do artist memberships at the Brooklyn Museum, which is one of them things I'm looking at them crazy about. Damn near every other museum in the city do an artist <laughs> membership. Brooklyn, they want all the paper. So they was like, I did the little half joint because I wanted to see the Spike shit, and then I'm going to go see the Dean collection. Mm-hmm. So anyway... I'm on the member line. That shit's smooth. Bing, bing. And then, um, so I'm nice. In there, shit rocking. Uh, got there in a minute. And then, uh, let me get something to drink. So I go to the little bar. Now, we in the museum. So the, the museum bar, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Shit, some drinks is high art now. And they high priced. Yeah, so I yeah. pay about, they yeah. light. <laughs> yeah. They said what? They the little, they the little plastic cup, the little one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I avoided the little plastic cup of vino because they wanted a good, a good amount for a little plastic cup. So I went and got me a fucking seven dollar beer for eleven dollars. <laughs> so you know, man, I'm sipping my little seven dollar, eleven dollar beer. And then um, something came to me. I was like, for whatever reason, I just wanted to move around again. I asked my man. I went out. Um, I, I sip my beer, you know what I'm saying? I sip that shit too. Like, I was sipping this bitch. <laughs> Watching uh, Cleo Reed. Shout out to Cleo Reed, a, a performer she performed. I never heard of her before, but she rocked out. It was a good situation. So I watched Cleo Reed, and then um, it was getting a little, little hot in there. You know, I didn't I didn't uh, coach that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, so I was like, let me see if I get a little, a little, if they got a little re entry. You know what I'm saying? You can come in and out. And I asked security. He was like, yeah, now nah, you come in and out as long as you got the stamp. I had the stamp. I said, all right, bet, nigga. I went outside. Liquor store was right across the street. No doubt. So I caught me I caught me uh, three nips. You know what I mean? The, the marathon <laughs> continues. Nigga came back to the spot. Because <laughs> I had to beat the system. I felt it in my, in my spirit. Nigga, this is black history, but I can't, I can't go asunder. So anyway, I got the... Uh, I got the the nips. I didn't even go crazy. I only cracked one, kept two for the for the you know for the future or whatever. But it was just mm-hmm. the thrill of it all. Right. And then um, you know, just walk through the the museum and shit. And uh, the shit was crazy. Just I haven't been to a first Friday or first Saturday in a very long time. Right. So I forgot like the energy and that shit is just well, it's so you know what I mean. Black History Unique. Month is is always yeah. different. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's one of okay. them joints in the summer that's always different. That's always black themed. I can't remember what the the situation. Juneteenth, is. maybe. I can't remember. That if it's might black be early. Music that month, might be June. early. Black August. Oh, I'm not God. sure, but but it's a couple of months you could depend on it being black as fuck and yes. cracking. It's one summer when they're gonna play all of the, the the Brooklyn DJ shit, and then mm-hmm. obviously Black History Month. But um, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> nah, shit was fire. So like, yeah. So I go, and the thing is, like you said, it's so many motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then the beauty of it is, it's an unfolding 
of so many motherfuckers. You know what I mean? Like, I was on the mm-hmm. first floor for a while, and then that shit was a little jam. So I'm thinking this is with a majority. Then I go to the third floor. Mm-hmm. That shit is a whole nother experience. That shit was like times the first floor. It was the first floor times two, at least. Right. That shit felt like a little block party. They in this bitch, because then it was on... It was African food, African restaurant week. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so they got like a bunch of vendors in there. There's all types of Jollof rice going on and shit. And the lines was bananas. And I was cool on, you know what I mean? I, already, I was off that pizza and then I had a little something I was going to get afterward. You know what I'm saying? I ain't really want to be in there eating, you know what I mean? Eating mm-hmm. the rice. St- you know, I don't mm-hmm. know. You don't um, know who cooked it? I don't know. I mean, look, I'm not even one of them Joloff, uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm not particular about it. I have no stake in it, you know but, what I mean? But, be, like, before you continue, I just. Before you continue, dog, I got to yeah, go just go mention on the Joloff rice. Uh-huh. I hear a lot about it. I see a lot of conversation and a lot mm-hmm. of, you know what I'm saying, you know, back and forth who got the best. And, mm-hmm. you know, I've had it from Joloff rice from a few different African places. Mm-hmm. Shit ain't nothing but red rice to me. Thank you. I knew you was gonna go with the Black American take because I was thinking the same shit. A little tomato rice, right. you know what I mean? Well, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, I I get it. <laughs> like, all right, but you know that's how everybody got their own name for some shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, everybody got their own name for a certain type of dish, and then when you get the dish, you're like, oh, this is. This is this? Ah, we call this that. You know, so yeah, I get it. And I wasn't in the mood to just be in the mix eating rice. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just didn't feel like a a, a, a a rice moment for me. So I'm chilling. I'm enjoying life. Um, Then I go upstairs, go through the spike joint again. You know what I'm saying? That shit was cool. Got to explore the museum a little bit more, seeing some of the... You know, like what I like about these, like these open, you know, whether it's like members night or first Saturday, first Friday, whatever, where you could kind of like explore the museum when it's, you know, quote unquote closed or mm-hmm. after dark. Mm-hmm. It just reminds me, it's like, and I don't even think I even seen the whole movie. Maybe I just seen the um, trailers, but like night at the museum, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's just like, you feel like you just kind of meandering you know I mean it's well curated you know what I'm saying but it's just like it feel closed you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying like it don't feel alive you know what I mean almost feel like you not broke in but you in that bitch after after dark you know what I'm saying it just there's a there's a vibe to it and it's kind of cool you discover shit because it's a museum so they got you know things that are of note so you're like wow this is fly I'm getting you know this is they just left all this shit out you know, that type of that type of energy. But anyway, so I did that. Uh, go back downstairs. Then they got the DJ rocking on the first floor. That shit was crazy. I don't know who was spinning, but he was he or she was killing that shit. I think it was a he, but I thought, um I I, I either thought um either Natasha Diggs or what's the other guy's name? Kiana. Somebody I saw on Instagram saying they was gonna be DJing, but I didn't see them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't see them, but whoever was DJing was killing that shit. That shit was crazy. Yeah. And after that, you know, I, after a while, and it was one of those where I was, I was there for a while. You could tell I ain't really been 
in the mix, in the mix. Running to you know no what I'm people? saying? Like, oh, I ran into some people. I ran into a few people. I ran into mm-hmm. a few people, so it was all good. But I wasn't like doing second and third locations. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, like right, I was, right. I still had a little bit of the. I I planned to go get something to eat, and then I was gonna bring it on back to the spot. Yeah. So that's really what I did because I um I had shit, you know, kind of outstanding at the house that right, I had right, to tend right. to. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right, so right, right. yeah, nah. But it was a it was a good situation. It was a good kickoff. To to Black History Month, it's a good ass kickoff, man. Yeah. Nah, nah, that's fun. Brooklyn Museum is always a good first Saturday look, even when it ain't black themed. You know what I'm saying? They always always black people. Period. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care what theme they got, it's gonna be black people. And um, and I, you know, I lived in Brooklyn, so you, it's mm-hmm. always like the, the all your neighbors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. You go and run into the folks, you know what I'm saying? And that, it's always a good place to see people. And also, like, we used to have our kids, you know what I'm saying? Your kids could come, everybody could come, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Culture. So, it's yeah, fun so, for the whole family. Yeah, yeah, so, you know what I'm saying? It's a little art, it's a little part. You know, the kids get tired when the grown folks start really getting it in. But, but when it comes down to having somewhere to be, something to do that's free, you know what I'm saying? First Saturdays was always popping. You know what I mean? Um, and I see I see stuff pop up online about it on social. Shout out mm-hmm. to, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, Emily Anadu, who does the layout up at Fort Greene Park. I think they did something in conjunction with them they, a while back. Yeah, they did something. I think they had something to do with this past Saturday. I'm oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I see that yeah. they, they always posting something about it. Shout out to Emily. That's one, yeah. of, the, one of the smartest motherfuckers I know. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm Brainiac. Yeah, salute. Smart salute, salute. I, I, uh, I know her know from marketing, you know what I'm saying? And the way that okay. she put together ideas and shit like that is always like, damn. Mm. Okay. That's always good. You I love a good mind. marketing mind. Yeah, old magical Love some mind. strategy. <laughs> yeah, you said an illmatic mind? Old magical mind ass motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, nah, nah, that's the that's the best. That's the best. I will say I didn't see any kids at the thing. Not at all. You wouldn't look. I mean, you you wouldn't. I probably wasn't <laughs> looking, but now, nah, but you would know if you see some kids. You, like they, you know what I mean? Like you gotta kind of maneuver around. You know right. what I'm they saying? Not, they not gonna Smaller be there people. in. They not gonna be there at in the droves, and they probably if you were in the big room where they do the party part, they probably not there. You know what I'm saying? They got other they got other floor like the kids don't want to tolerate all that grown folk mm. party shit. So you gotta do that first floor when you come in, everybody there, you know what I'm saying? You play that for a while, you gonna have to hit the cafe cause they ultimately gonna get hungry and it ain't gonna be no easy run across the street to the pizza spot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That ain't right. happening. That's gonna be a long, dramatic situation. So you come prepared. To go to the little cafe, they want to go to the museum store. You know what I'm saying? Right. Then you want to go show them some knowledge, take them to the spike joint. Then they got a room for kids where they do some coloring and shit to a certain time. Then after that time, you know what I'm saying? They start dwindling out of there. You know what I'm saying? By the t- you might have got yeah. there at the time where it's just like grown folks. They season. dwindled. <laughs> yeah, it felt like they dwindled. And now on my reek, on my like, as I'm. Running through it again, I think I did see like one mother or aunt with like a little young one on mm-hmm. the um, 
you know, in the Spike exhibit, they got like mm-hmm. these steps, supposed to look like I got brownstone steps, and you take a photo and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I think I seen a like an aunt and a and a little one. Yeah, they be they tough. Both had the little. They both had the little Brooklyn, you know, the little Spike Lee to flip up the uh-huh. Brooklyn hats. Oh, word, yeah, they word, had them joints on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, the kids, you know what I'm saying? You, when you're a parent, you know where they at. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I would hope so. <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you not, you uh, you so far on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't even see that shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, it could have been there. But uh, shit was fire. Shit was a good time. I had a great time. I enjoyed myself out there. That was... That was cool, you know, because it always feels good, even if it's just the backdrop, you know, mm-hmm. it feels good when it feels like not only is it um, is it um, a good night of partying and, and, you know what I'm saying, and blackness, but then it's a little bit of culture mm-hmm. in the backdrop. You feel like, you feel learned, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel like, you know what I mean? Like, you feel like you just want to scratch your, your chin and, you know what I'm saying, pontificate. Right. You know what I'm saying? Put you in your pontificating mode. So that was that, you know. But uh, yeah, that was fire. I had a great time. I enjoyed myself. Um, you, you kicked off yeah. Black History Month. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's been that. You know, I've been trying to. Um, I guess I'm having another another year of yes because I need to but I'm trying to have one of them you know what's the Shonda Rhimes I remember reading that book the year yes but you know I've been trying to you know it's uh, also around the top of the year a lot of the comedy clubs we have in there little holiday parties and shit mm-hmm. and um, they after the holidays maybe in January or whatever mm-hmm. and um, so there's been like a you know a few of them that have been going on since like January and some of them have been on nights when, like, you know, it was a, it was like a little spell of, when well, shit, the flooding was crazy. You know, mm. the rain was bananas, but it's like, there's the party out there. Let me go out here. I just want to kind of move around, meet some people, see some people I ain't seen in a while. So it was a lot of that. So mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of that, like just getting out the house. You know right, what I'm saying? Just right. getting out the house, you know? So, yeah, that was cool. That was a That's good what's time. Up. That's what's up, black man. Thank you, thank you, black man. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, <clears throat> did you see the Grammys? Sparing, I mean, you know, I've seen enough yeah, to talk about them. You know, what I'm talking about okay. you know social okay. media. You can right. you can see what you need to see. You know, what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I mean, I I wasn't that. You know, for work I was, but for life, you know, what I'm saying. You mm-hmm. know. I wasn't there, you know what I mean? I was, you know, I, I didn't dig in. I wasn't around half of the year, so it's like, you know, you done missed half the drops. You, you feel you feel a certain type of way about even contributing to the conversation on it because, you know what I'm saying, you weren't experiencing it. So, mm. you know what I'm saying? So I didn't have that, uh, a real connection to it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, um, but I did. I see Killer Mike did what he came and swept up the up the um, the trophies, which seems very uh, different than normal years. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean I don't know how to explain it because I again I don't know how the process go, but it's a little different. You know what I'm saying? I saw Jay Z do his thing, and you know. Mm-hmm. And pull a Kanye moment on him, and mm-hmm. but where you want to start? 
We can start with it all. I mean, we the few things. Well, salute to the winner. Salute to Killer Mike for sure. Right, no doubt. You know, sweeping that shit. Yeah, like you said. You know, that did that did kind of. <clears throat> guess it kind of came across different. It felt like a message. Way. Okay, well, talk to me. What you mean? No, it, it just you know sometimes they they give out awards and 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 hype up certain things to just say that you know. We tired of all that, you know what I'm saying? Or we ain't with all that. And these ain't really the people to to say whether they tired or not or whatever the culture is doing. The culture going to do what it do. But, you know, it it seemed like a a distinct message of we're going to do something different this year. You know what I'm saying? We're going to give, you know, quote unquote, the, you know, in my eyes, I don't know what they would say. We're going to give the underdog the sweep. You know what I'm saying? On on music that's not commercially mainstream, that's not made in the commercially mainstream way, that's just done. You know what I'm saying? And we like it. And that's what we're going to do. So forget all the other artists that you know got the polished albums that usually work. We're going to do it this way. Mm. That's how I felt. Right. That's how it felt to me. I see what you're saying, and I think there's so okay. I think and I'm I, not I saying that saying. His, he didn't have a, a great album because he did. No, 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 I'm no. Just saying like, that it was, you know it's different yeah. than what they give awards to. Is what I'm saying. You know what? I see what you're saying, and I agree because I agree in the way of what made me think about this. Okay, um, you know. Being a fan of rap for as long as I can remember, right? Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> watching the Grammys, uh, if you if you choose to or when you do, there is a moment of, I hope they, you know, as Jay-Z said, I hope they get it right, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't get it right. But yeah. obviously, my perspective is my perspective and it's all subjective, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, nah, well, shit, that couldn't have been... That's, y'all niggas said that's the album of the year. Are y'all y'all got you got streaming? You got radios? Do you you watch TV? You know what I mean? Like you kind of like all right, that's odd. But mm-hmm. there's also been this thing of is understanding that the Grammy Academy, at least for many years, the Grammy Academy was far removed from at least my peer set. I would say your peer set. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They they probably not listening to the same things you're listening to. They're going to you know, the the touchstones, these certain people who are Grammy darlings. You know, mm-hmm. I think all of these award ceremonies have their 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 darlings. They're people that they damn near always gonna go to, always gonna celebrate when they get the opportunity or when they're up for a nomination. It's damn near a given. But then there's also maybe the wild card and maybe even the people's the people's champ or the people's choice, right? Mm-hmm. So I was listening to some people, I was listening to a lot of talk and even, not even just listening to, I was peeping and I was watching it from the onset, you know, um, when Killer Mike first dropped Michael, mm-hmm. he, he claimed it. He's like, this shit is the album of the year. It's going to win album of the year. This is the best album that's come out this year. Mm-hmm. I remember it came out probably the same week that Gunna came out. Mm-hmm. I remember a lot of people was loving Gunner's album. You know, like, damn, I know Gunner snitch and all that, but this shit fire. snitchy album. 
Yeah, exactly. Everybody got to throw the asterisk in there. But I mean, a new <laughs> nigga might have been talking, but whoo-wee, fuck you, B. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's one of them. Right. And then it was like, it was like, you know, Killer Mike put together a good-ass grown folks album with quote-unquote mm-hmm. substance. Right. You know what I'm saying? Hip-hop, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was claiming it. Similar to like a few years ago when like Pusha T was like claiming album of the year. I didn't, it didn't happen for him. Or maybe it didn't happen for a rap album. Yeah, it didn't happen for him. But it, it, for Killer, mm-hmm. it was like, you know, Killer Mike 48, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Killer Mike is a rapping ass nigga, right? Mm-hmm. For some, for some, there's a lot of people that don't really know who Killer Mike is, right? Mm-hmm. He's in the same category, I want to say, with like Metro Boomin's album, um, I think the Drake 21 Savage album. I was mm-hmm. trying to look them up. You know what I mean? Like, you know, younger cats. Nas, broader. Nas was the other. Nas was the other, like, legacy artist yeah. or whatever. Or now a Grammy award winning. And he, I think Killer Mike won a Grammy back with Outkast. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whole world, whatever. So anyway, um, it made me look at this, and I've been, think, I've been seeing this for at least a decade, probably longer than that. Definitely longer than that, because I wrote some shit about this a while ago. But, like, there are... Hip-hop is now multi-generational. You know what I'm saying? And um, so when Killer Mike won, I noticed, like, the reaction was like, who the fuck is Killer Mike? You know, it was a lot of that. It reminded me of even with, like, I want to say last year when Chris Brown lost to Robert Glass, but yo, who the fuck is that? You know what I'm saying? It's like this this loud ignorance. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, like, I seen, like, Kaisenat, like, you know... You know, respectfully, you know what I'm saying? Who respectfully is always some disrespect after respectfully. Mm-hmm. Respectfully, who is this nigga? You know what I'm saying? And it's like what happens now is you start to see the sides. You see the generations kind of buck up. Like, hold on, little nigga, fuck is you talking about? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? You listen to that bullshit or da 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 or what is this hippity, this lyrical miracle shit, you know, all of that other shit. And it's just interesting now to see how within just this genre. There's like, I won't say a disconnect, but there are different lines of it all. You know what I'm saying? Whereas at one point, hip hop all seemed to be like, we over here with it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Und- you know, it's undeniable. This is it. Now there's factions within. And it right. was just, it was very interesting to see the response, you right. know? Like, um, and then the last thing I say before, because we're gonna open it up, talk some more. But I, 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 I got a couple things I want to make some points on. But one thing that I thought about I was talking to my, I was talking to Vlad um, last week and shit. We got up, chopped it up, and um, I was just having this conversation. I don't know where it came from, but I was like, you know, most of the people, or a great majority, of the, a, a lot of the people that I'm fans of, I'm fans of based on some shit they did probably 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so many of these people that still got a career, but, like, my fandom started probably 20 years ago. I'm in my 40s, though, but it started, like, 20 years ago, and from whatever point of entry or impact, that 20 years, that shit was so strong that I'm still fucking for them, or fucking with them. Pause, or, I don't know why all I said that, but fucking the with pauses. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I might have, you know what I mean? It's but fucking with them, man. or at least paying attention, tapping in from some shit that happened 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And they may not be 
at the same level of output, same level of skill or quality as they once was. But I guess back then when they first came out, you was like, nah, this is that shit. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, 20 years ago, I was at a different time of my life, too, when my life is starting to kind of develop and I'm creating my own narrative and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's that, you know, the context of it all. So it's just, it's very interesting now to be on uh, another side of it, you know, where it's like a lot of people that I probably fuck with, they might not even be on the radar to young motherfuckers. Right. And, you know, there's still the thought of is hip hop or now they saying, you know, they split it now, you know, not now, but the the point of distinction is, is rap or I've seen some people argue, you know, is hip hop still a young, a young person sport? They say, well, hip hop's an old person sport because it's 50 years old, but rap might be a young person sport, whatever the yes. fuck. Now there's these yeah. different things. Long story short, um, what are your thoughts on that? That whole well, generational divide, the uproar if you've seen it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's, a, it's part of growing up. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, all other music genres been around for a time. They multi-generational. You got old heads doing this and young people doing that. You know what I'm saying? And it just blends. And, and that's that's the part about when you when you do succeed at high high levels you run the risk of just becoming omnipresent and now it's for everybody you know what i'm saying and it's not just for a subset or a race or a a age you know what i'm saying it's for everybody and now you have to you know participate in that space you know the unfortunate thing about rap is that or hip-hop is that you know this the platforms that that promote these things usually promote one version of it, you know what I'm saying, and not all of the others. So <clears throat> I could dig it, you know what I'm saying, that you know you feel on the outs. But if you know anything about rap, unless you grew up in the 2000s, you know what I'm saying, you know that rap is always gonna be not celebrated in its full extent, and it's not gonna be covered. And all of the bases on these big award shows and all of these all of the the media and the and the accolades and shit. You know what I'm saying? The stuff you love is gonna be the stuff that people not gonna pay attention to. That's what people who grew up with hip hop from the earlier stages is used to. You know what I'm saying? But if you used to all your favorite artists are on Hot 97 and on MTV and on TRL and then you know what I'm saying from take it from there it's going to feel like a slight when motherfuckers don't acknowledge you know what I'm saying Nicki Minaj you know what I'm saying it's going to feel like a slight when they don't acknowledge you know Metro Boomin and 21 and Drake but they always been doing that it's been the the interesting thing about this whole shit and it's kind of like goes to what Jay-Z said about you know by your own metrics, you know what I'm saying? This don't make sense that Beyonce didn't win album of the year and has never won album of the year. Because on one hand, in hip hop, you went and you 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 got a cultural, you know what I'm saying, more aesthetic, you know what I'm saying, very almost niche, you know what I'm saying, artists and awarded them, you know what I'm saying, splendidly. 
rap album of the year. But when it came to the album of the year, you didn't take none of that in consideration. You took no texture. You went and straight gave it to the same motherfucker you've been giving it to because that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, again, it's, it's, it's fucking um, hip, hypocritical at best. You know what I'm saying? And the, the real question is, you know what I'm saying, what does it really mean? You know what I mean? I know it means a lot for the artists who win and for the artists who are nominated. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, everybody playing the game, it means a lot to, you know, upping your price and, you know what I'm saying, getting your name known to a bigger space, you know, locking in your, your, your summer dates and shit. That means a lot. But if you're an artist that's not in that sphere, does it mean that much to what you're doing? You think 21 and Drake now is, I mean, they might be mad, but they not crying about that shit. It's not going to hurt them. You know what I'm saying? They could, you know, they could do other things to hurt themselves, but this ain't it, you know? Um, so, you know, it's the age old debate. Do we even need that shit to be hip hop or rap? And we, we never did. You know what I'm saying? It was great when they started acknowledging it, but when they didn't, we didn't give a fuck. We just didn't watch the show. You know what I'm saying? Some people complain. Some people boycott it. I know Will Smith boycotted when they did the first rap um, award and he won. I think he boycotted that year because mm -hmm. they never, they never they included the shit. <laughs> they ain't televise it. It's on the side. It's in the cut. It's just whatever. But to be the highest selling genre and to still be getting, you know, getting it wrong is, is you know, it's touchy. Yeah, yeah, they and they still don't televise it. Dang. Killer Mike won three fucking Grammys, and you just seen clips of it. That's the fuck you up. know. <laughs> you you hear more about him getting arrested than you heard about him fucking winning them Grammys, yeah. or just about the same. And that's and fucked up. It's ridiculous. It's crazy, and it's you know, I mean, it speaks to a larger issue which we can talk about too, but um. Even back to the whole Drake shit, he's saying Drake and 21 Savage, I guess maybe because it was a joint album and maybe he was trying to, um, you know what I mean, look out or whatever for 21. But typically, I don't think Drake submits his shit for Grammys. He kind of opts out. Right, right. Which right. is he, a yeah, power move, yeah, especially when you, out. you know what I mean? Like, he typically is like, I don't even, don't even worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Which is, that's, that's how it should be. And then, you know, we thinking about, and talk about validation or people that are outside the culture uh, showing love or celebrating, you know what I mean, or expecting or looking for love, validation, or celebration from people that are not really connected to the feeling of it all, right? And mm -hmm. if we spend, we go even further, it's like, um, I wanted to talk about this last week when... Uh, you know, Issa Rae was saying that she kind of wants to go trying to figure out how to do her shit independent. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, we see rap shit get sliced, you know what I'm saying, canceled. There's a bunch of black shows that have been getting canceled. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a long list of them that have been getting canceled. This is the second project Issa Rae's had that's gotten cut off, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. um, over at HBO. I don't know what the relationship is, you know what I mean? But, you know, this shit's been changing hands, especially now it's known as Max and all of this other shit. But, you know, it kind of, I guess, at least 
inspired her to be like, yo, I'm trying to look at things on a more independent level. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I was thinking about that a while ago. We might have even talked about that on here. Like, it would be kind of... <clears throat> it would be kind of cool to see more black creatives kind of operating from the outside. You know what I'm saying? You mm-hmm. look at people, obviously, look at people like Tyler Perry or even more recently, look at people like Country Wayne and things of that nature who make a living and, and feed their demo outside of a studio system. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't, or even someone like, you know, like with Cat Williams, you know what I'm saying? Moving on the outside of things, you know, like sometimes they're not as celebrated by the, you know, the establishment. Right. So people look at them differently, but then it's like, yo, how often are we going to keep, you know, like, and this is beyond just hip hop. This is just in general, like how often are we going to keep, hoping that an establishment that has never really been checking for us, you know what I'm saying? Unless there's, you know, it's, it's, uh, there's some moment to do it or they just feel inclined. Cause it's like a trend never really been checking for us. How often, how much longer are we going to keep going for that carrot and not try to set up our own shit? And then when we do set up our own shit, stop looking at it as some, Bullshit, man. As long, know, like, as long as as long as they still giving out checks, and niggas want some checks, yeah. people gonna do what they gotta do to get inside of the system to get a hold of the checks. Not everybody um, has been able to figure out how to monetize their talent. You know what I'm saying? Tyler Perry is different because he was he had them plays, and you know while everybody laughed and he was homeless and. He figured out how to make them plays work. He got rich off of plays before he started, before they came yeah. to him about them movies. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, to do it your own, you know what I'm saying, is a long, it's a road. It's you tough. Know what I'm it's, it's, yeah. not, it's not an easy road and for everybody to be able to do. You know what I'm saying? So, there are people who are just going to sign up, can give me the job, give me the something that's going to, you know what I'm saying, get me to the paper. There's going to people that's going to cut your throat to get that position. You know what I'm saying? You might be doing things on your own and all your talent run off to get the check. You know what I'm saying? And and that's the type of shit you got to be able to live with and deal with. Or you got to be able to work inside and out, like when we talked about John Cassavetes. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, he's a white guy. But he's a guy that went and did a little acting job and then put it all his shit. He shook the dice with his own shit when he wasn't doing an acting job. You know what I'm saying? So shaking the dice is part of it. But a lot of times, you know, when you get into a space and you get comfortable, you know what I'm saying? And shaking the dice becomes a little more perilous than just taking the check or going against the system that's that you're getting a check from, then it's a lot of decisions that people make. You know what I'm saying? Those decisions be grown-ass decisions. Do I want to fucking struggle and put this shit together and try to find talent and compete and, you know what I'm saying, over and over and over? Like, you know like you know what I'm saying? Like Beast Mode was like, you know what I'm saying, you're running the nigga face over and over. Like nobody don't want to get hit in their face over and over and over. You know what I'm saying? 
So they opt for the check. They cut their friends for a check. They tell on you for a check. They do it all so they can continue living. You know what I'm saying? Don't nobody think about that shit that you thinking of unless you own it. And when you own it, you got to be able to know that all that shit come with it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All that shit come with it. It's tough. It is tough until you winning. Yeah, until you winning. It's tough until you winning. That shit could take forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know and you still and they still looking at your win like it's it's it ain't you know what I mean? It ain't legit. You, you know what I'm saying? It ain't Ralph it. though. You it's, know. Yeah. It's like, okay, you had Master P's a great example. He did it. He did it on his own. You know what I'm saying? He grinded that shit out. And then, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Them people came knocking and he wasn't grinding it out no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He had to he he's still doing his thing. And he's probably still making money doing his thing out there. But it ain't the way you looking at, oh, he doing his thing, getting money, let me do it like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That nigga has got to take the take the, the the lumps and bumps of it. Right. The, the rough side of the mountain. If you look at, it's like with, with Luke, you know what I'm saying? Started bass music, built this label from scratch, and didn't have no fucking label partners. He was just working with the, the people who press and distribute. And they weren't part of no, they was just Cubans in Florida, right? Selling gold, 500000 off the first one. You know what I'm saying? Niggas get up to band in the USA and platinum and multi-platinum. And then, you know what I'm saying? All of the forces is coming against them. They suing them for obscenity. They suing them by this name. They suing them about, about motherfucking, um, fucking, fucking money. Like getting their little royalties, you know what I'm saying? Shit, in the end, they beat it all the way down till it was nothing. You know what I'm saying? He was the first rapper to buy his own private plane. They built, beat that shit down till it's nothing. His fucking lawyer got his fucking masters in the fucking court of bankruptcy that he suggested him to do. So that's great. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You should be able to fight that nigga after that. Yeah. yeah I mean, you crazy. you would think, but then it's on you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's wild. So people yeah. people gotta gear up. You know what I'm saying? Everybody ain't really ready for that kind of fight. You know what I'm saying? It's like people who do it independently. It's like you could make music and make money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Independently, the way you want to do it, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? La Russell, you know what I'm saying? Or L.A. Russell, mm-hmm. however you pronounce it. Like, you know what I'm saying? La Russell. My cousin mm-hmm. Chip, you know, it's people out there that's making a living from music that you would never know, you know what I'm saying? Right. But most people who sign up, they sign up for the dream, right? And the dream supersedes all of that old stuff in the middle. You know what I'm saying? It's big mm-hmm. house, big car, big mansion. Anything else, I ain't signed up for it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't that ain't right. what I'm thinking about. And that be the problem with a lot of fucking things in this culture is that we let great be the enemy of good. You know what I'm saying? You right. can't you can't get that mansion and all that from that big check. You don't want to do it at all. Right. But it's yeah. people making a living. You know what I'm saying? And doing their thing and they happy about that shit. And people happy to listen to that shit. Yeah. 
It's true. It's true. And it's so funny, too, because the dream, or at least the montage, or the, the you know, like, the optics of that dream, that shit is, it's underwritten. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In a way that there's a budget to promote that dream mm-hmm. so that the people that are on that independent grind and, like, really building equity and leverage, if this, if what we just... If we spend this little budget that we got, our dream budget, and we go over here and we dazzle this cat that's really building some shit with the dream budget. The mm-hmm. dream budget might be a quarter of what this guy's even worth, or this person is even worth. Mm-hmm. But the, it just, they know how to make the shit look like it's 30 times more than what it is. Mm-hmm. And if it's sold well, if it shit is sold well, uh, somebody will definitely step off that hard fucking path and, and you know, surrender the equity and the leverage and then want, and then realize, may take a little while, but realize at one point, oh, I was sold some bullshit. This shit was crazy. <laughs> now this I'm shit a slave. Was crazy. <laughs> yeah, man, I gave up everything. Ah, oh, it did some shit. Because you see them... Use that same budget in the next calendar year for another motherfucker that was inspired by you. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, shit. It's crazy, man, because it ain't really, it's not really too much sexy about struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, that shit can build a lot of integrity and it can, it could, it could, it could turn. It could turn fucking coal into a diamond. You know, mm-hmm. that pressure and all of that shit, but it it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like it's like reading it's like reading somebody's memoir and in the struggle years, it's like, damn nigga, how many chapters is the struggle years? Right. How long are we gonna be reading it? This shit's starting to get boring. You watch one of these documentaries that is like, all right, all right, now like we when is it gonna it. Yeah, all right, <laughs> shit, times was hard. When is the champagne coming out? Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck? But that's the reality of life. And that's... But you can't get there. You know, I can't, you can't... Yeah. You said what? You can get there, but it's the rough side of the mountain. And people don't... Yeah, man. And, you know, and and sometimes it ain't as rough as it used to be. You know what I'm saying? It's a matter of building that audience up, right? And we, we talk about it in records, but you talking about Issa and film... Like, that shit take money to do. You know what I'm saying? Of course. You just fucking, yeah. you know what I mean? You could just do a little t- a 2B a joint for, you know what I'm saying, a smaller budget. But when you already at a level, you know what I'm saying, you got to look at things like, okay, how am I going to finance the level that I need to be at? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you you exceed your 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 pockets. You know what I'm saying? Other times, you just stay in your lane, like a good old Griselda Records. You know what I'm saying? The indie grinded out. They tried They tried the little distribution with, with Slim Shady and walked mm-hmm. away from that after a while, and they back on their grind. You know what I'm saying? It, they look like money now, but... Well, Benny got to deal with Def Jam. I'm saying... He got, he got I'm a bag. talking about Griselda. You know, I, I know, you know what you're saying. Yeah, I know you know what you're saying. saying. Yeah, in, the, yeah, yeah. In, the grand, in the grand scheme of things, as a label. Right. Like, Right, right, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? Of course, yeah. West Side Gun, shit, Spike Lee had to grind that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
and and come up with his own merch and come up with his plan of how he gonna service the people that fuck with him. And yeah, and that's all everybody gotta do anyway. Everybody gotta do it anyway. The labels ain't signing no nigga that's just got some dope ass music. They signing right. niggas who already out there done did all the work. And like yeah. we gonna add a love motherfucking hot sauce to your chicken wings, player. And you like okay, right. and you off, you know? Yeah. So yeah. It's ways around it now, you know what I'm saying? Once you do build your thing, people want to be in business with you. And it's a way to yeah. be in business, you know? And and that's all. People got to look at, okay, how am I going to be in business and, and do this mm-hmm. shit the way I want to do it? And that that's what it all boils down to. Right. And I'll, I'll say this just to, to um, like, put a button on it. I will say, too, Everybody ain't built for the struggle. So if you do take the check, I can't, I'm not going to hate on you either. That's a choice. You know what I'm saying? It's no, no, look, man, it's life. You know what I'm saying? And it's his business. And sometimes shit is real, you know? And and, yeah. Like I said, you gotta, yeah. Like I said, it's a grown folk decision. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to take everybody with you. And sometimes it's going to seem selfish. Sometimes people gonna be like, "Oh man, he sold out for the check," but right. with that check, it's what you gonna do with it. How you gonna play it? You know what I'm saying? Right. How you gonna make your moves with it? But it definitely, either way, ain't no easy decision. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> shit. <laughs> man, yeah, shit. Man. Um. Shit, y'all. Back to that uh, generational divide, which I think is very interesting because then there's the whole thing of do the knowledge, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes you see people do the knowledge, right? There's like these videos, I'm sure you see them, where these videos are like younger rap fans discovering like legendary rappers mm-hmm. or people that are from a generation before, mm-hmm. you know? Like I was just watching, there's these three cats. I don't know their name, but they on YouTube. These three cats, they I guess they do it a lot. They was watching the um they were watching the Black Thought Funkmaster Flex freestyle. And they were like, Never heard of you, Black Thought. You know, I hear you good. I hit I heard you one of them. Never heard none of your music. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. not dismissive because they still are gonna listen. Right. But it's still like the, you know, when you're young and you ignorant. To, you don't know what you don't know. Right, you know what but, I'm saying? And it's like and, you said, nigga, that shit was 20 years ago. It was, tw- yeah. You know, like when I, you know what I'm saying? When I started listening to The Roots, that shit was in the 90s. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what a long saying? fucking time ago. <laughs> yes. So uh, my intro and their intro is two different types of things. And sometimes you just, you only realize that as you get older. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you like. It's almost, I guess, you know, it's it's like an analogy. It's kind of, I guess, like the weed of yesterday. Right. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers used to get high as shit off that weed back in the day. Right. Some of that shit was some bullshit weed, especially by today's standards, but that high was something. You know what I mean? And if you brought that old-ass weed, you know what I mean? Ah, maybe that's not the best analogy, but you know what I mean. It's like Ron Osley, right? Remember uh-huh. when we was young, you know, you might have heard Between the Sheets or something, something more right. like the 80s-esque right. Ron Isley. But this nigga mm-hmm. been making hits since the 50s. He wasn't like right. one of our niggas. 
And then no. when Mr. Big came about, it'd be like, oh mm-hmm. shit, this, this nigga cool. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. he been making like it was a stat at one point. It's like this nigga made hits in every decade for the last, you know what I'm saying? Four de- three That's decades, crazy. four decades or some shit. And it'd be like, damn, this nigga got hits. But we ain't know him until we know him. No. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. So it's just it's always interesting when I watch some of these things. Sometimes I don't watch them just because I just ah, you know what I mean. Like I I appreciate it, but sometimes I think sometimes it triggers a little part of me too. Where you know what I mean. I guess it un it unlocks the old head in me. You know what I mean? Because like sometimes they might be missing references and shit like that. They'd be like, oh, he said such and such, and he must have meant such and such. You're like, nah, nigga, he meant that because that is based on this that you don't know nothing about, but at <laughs> least you trying to do the knowledge. You Young know what I'm saying? Nigga, so it's a, at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, at least, but you know, like, it's, it's, it's appreciated because they probably have a fan base of people that are going to watch and maybe discover. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just interesting. So, that, you know, that was that. But then going off of another thing, speaking of just content, you know, and like uh, streaming and shit, I don't know if you've seen this shit where it's like, is these two ridiculous... I don't really even be on TikTok like that. I get to see some TikTok shit when it gets imported over to Instagram or people are talking about it on YouTube. I rarely go over to TikTok. If I'm there, I'm not there no longer than maybe 10 minutes. Mm. But um, there's this shit on TikTok. These weird ass, like, I guess they become challenges. There's Mm. people to pay attention. So the one thing, some cat, one of these streamers was on, and maybe it wasn't TikTok, he was streaming. And, um, I think the initial time, the first time he had ever done it, he, I guess he was trying to get some toast out of the toaster and he used like a metal knife to get the toast out of the toaster and wound up electrocuting himself, right? Pow! Electrocute himself, fucking, fucking fire, you know what I mean? Big ass puff of smoke, pow! The motherfucker fucked up, fell back, the whole shit, Mm -hmm. you know? I guess the streams went crazy. You know what I'm saying? It should be going by so fast. You can't even read the reaction, but I guess no was like, oh shit, oh, do it again type mm-hmm. shit. This motherfucker, I guess off the strength of the reaction, and I guess the numbers went dope. He got on this evil Knievel shit. He go back next day with two toasters. Pow! Damn near kills himself. Like this motherfucker's damn near about to die. <laughs> then it starts the other streamers are doing the same shit becomes the electrocution challenge well we're gonna take a fork putting this shit into the damn outlet mm-hmm. wow niggas is almost dying like this is crazy right <laughs> so I'm like this is wild then I seen something that's way less you know as far as stakes go there's this shit called the slushy challenge you mm-hmm. see this shit Mm-mm. where Motherfuckers, they go, these people pull up to the car. They pull up to the to the gas, so it's a 7-Eleven, you know what I mean? And um, park outside. Typically, it's like a 7-Eleven that might be connected to like a, a gas station. They pull up to the 7-Eleven, and, and in many of these videos, a, a nice fucking whip. You know what I'm saying? All types of whips, various, but a lot of nice pieces. They go in there, and they buy a fucking slushy. You know what I'm saying? Like big gulp slush. And then they walk out to their car and just throw the slushy on their car, get in their car and drive off. 
mm-hmm. the fuck? And it's like the shit turned into a whole phenomenon where it's like it's like six motherfuckers going and they all pull up in all various cars. Like a little baby car show. They pull up various cars, various whips. They all get slushes simultaneously, like in synchronicity. Like they throw the slushes on the whips. And I mean, there's some fly whips. Some of these whips is like Lambos. And, you know, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Then it got so far, some motherfucker... Came through. This one was too far. And 7-Eleven started putting a little, like, a little sign on the door. Like, look, if you buying a fucking, a slush to throw out in the parking lot, we're going to call the cops on you. Because y'all on some bullshit. So, it's got to the point to where, like, the corporations got to get involved. But this was, this would, what's so funny about it is it's like, almost like a stupidity challenge. Or it's like, we're going to trump what you thought was wild. Okay, watch. I'm going to do some different shit. So, I think it was a, I think it was a, uh. I don't know. I think it was a white girl. I'm not sure. She shows up. If it was a she, I think she shows up on a horse. Mm-hmm. Goes and gets a slushy. Comes out, whack, throws the slushy at the horse. The horse was like, "Yo, what the fuck is going on?" She gets off the gets on the horse and gallops away. But the way the horse looked at this motherfucker, like, "Shorty, what the fuck is you out here doing? Why'd you disrespect me?" This shit looks so crazy, man. I don't know. It's just some shit I've seen in the world. But, um, <laughs> I just, I guess, I had to speak about it. If y'all see this shit. Tell me you see it. Let me know I wasn't the only person. I'm sure I wasn't, but let me know what your thoughts are. Let me know if you one of these people that's out there electrocuting yourself for likes mm-hmm. or throwing slushies at your automobile. I don't think you would be here listening to this, I mean, but if you are, let I mean, me know. The crazy part is that when we were young, we was doing stupid shit, but we ain't had no cameras. You know True indeed. We would just hear about it. You hear about it in school. You know if you press on somebody's chest for 10 seconds, they'll pass out. Oh yeah, I remember doing that. You know what I'm saying? Idiot. (laughs) Let me press on your chest for ten seconds. Well, you had to. You had to have motherfuckers like take mad deep breaths, like (gasps) take a bunch of deep breaths. They do, motherfuckers. Yeah, that nigga could die. Right? You know that part about it. Yeah, that's true. But we would. That that was a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Yes. That was some shit people put on TikTok nowadays. Now they got a camera everywhere they go, where they can record the dumbass shit they come up with. Just like we has to have come dumbass shit. But mm-hmm. we ain't had no camera. <laughs> yeah. We had to eat it and never tell nobody about it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny to see it, man. Because it is, it's dumbass shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny. It, it, it is, I guess it's, it, it does make me laugh still. Because it's so fucking stupid. Mm-hmm. But it also has me, I, I don't want all the way judgment. I'm like, yeah, that shit is stupid. But you know, yeah, you put it in perspective. Everybody has the era of stupid. You know what I'm saying? Some people never grow out of it. You know what I mean? Because the shit was just so great. You know, but everybody has their moment. But yeah, just to see the shit, it's like, it's, you know, it's the innovation. Like I always say, the innovation of ignorance, you know. But um, yeah, check that shit out, man. That shit is funny, dog. Uh, It's TV time, brother. Let's talk about these shows. Talk about these shows, man. Uh <clears throat> we won't go to the to the to the dark lands. I mean, might as well get go oh. ahead and do it. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. This yeah. see this is the type of show uh-huh. we're talking about true detective here. Uh this is a season four. Yeah, this uh-huh. is the type of show. This ain't a blow by blow, play by play type of show. It's a mm. long simmering 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what they call them? The movies where they talk a lot. Goddamn. Oh, Mumblecore? Mumblecore-esque oh. ass shit that, uh-huh. that, that leans into sci-fi, right? So, uh-huh. Little Who Done It. Little, little Who Done It. You know what I'm saying? A whole mm-hmm. lot of, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, people that's in some dysfunctional situations. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A lot of dysfunctional life out here in Alaska in the dark, okay? Because they're in the middle of the, the, the long night where the sun doesn't come up for I don't know how many days. So we out here in the tundra. You know, we got the, the, the mean old mad chief of police. I guess she's the chief. I'm not sure. Well, they, no, I'm not sure. But she leads up the whole investigations. You know what I'm saying? What you call it? Is a Jamie Foster is her name? Is her real name? Jody Foster. Jody Foster. You be you be knowing. And then you got you know her partner in crime in this, who's somebody she's been kind of beefing with, but they got to work together because it's a connection in Navarro. Yeah. These are two right. main main characters in this thing, besides the six dead men or whatever, however many it is. Right. Then you got you know. The guy who used to be in charge before they sent this lady over there, he kind of a little puff huffy about it. You know what I'm saying? He stay out the way, but he he's still a little huffy about, you know what I'm saying, having to move out the way. And then his son is working for her. So that's the the basis of the other thing, okay? Now, <clears throat> the chief, Jody, was I forget her name in the show. But she's a yeah, I'm gonna look it up while you're talking. Keep middle going. aged, middle aged <laughs> white woman, you know what I'm saying, running the show, you know what I'm saying? Super A personality type, you know what I mean? Um she, you know, she has various relationships. She's just like a, a male character in a seventies show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Reverse. So, you know, the the boss who actually sent her to the tundra is a dude that she's fucking with. You know what I'm saying? He came to town to try to get shit under control because I guess he's feeling like shit is a little out of control because it is. You know what I'm saying? Not because they don't think it is. It just is because they don't know the extent of what they fucking with. You know? So, he's in town. You know what I'm saying? She pops up at his crib trying to, you know what I'm saying, lay it on him right quick. You know what I'm saying? Because it's late. She ain't got shit else to do. She beefing with her daughter. Her daughter is, a, you know what I'm saying, I guess she half Indian or part uh, Native American and she wants to be part of the tribe. And the chief don't want her to be part of the tribe because that's nothing but trouble. Because, you know, what she sees is those people, they work at the mine, they live this life, they they have these tales of seeing the dead and, you know what I'm saying, all these urban legends and fucking cultural <laughs> things that she don't want her daughter to be a part of because that shit, she don't know what the fuck to do with that. You know what I'm saying? Don't bring them dead people in my house. Right. So yeah. she beefing with her daughter. You know what I'm saying? She beefing at the job. So she's like, let me go bust out some of this stress. She get over there. He he with it. You know what I'm saying? He cleaning his teeth with the little teeth whitener and shit. She show up. He like, oh shit, what's happening? She jump all on him. You know what I'm saying? They get to whoop, whoop, whoop. But then, you know what I'm saying? They start talking about work. You know what I'm saying? Wrong move for some sexy situations. And it went to shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she get the fuck out of there. He like, ah, Lee. So 
the women in this show really run the show as far as the the sexual encounters and and getting what they want, how they want it, when they want it, and and dipping. They like I said, flip the flip the heads. Then Navarro, she's in a sticky situation, and I'm gonna let you have it after this. But <laughs> Navarro is a, in a sticky situation because she has a sister who's again part of the native tribe. Navarro is native. You know what I'm saying? She's a, a, a rough, um, nice-looking state trooper that got kicked over to the state trooper because she couldn't get along with old, the chief. So, you know, they trying to get this thing investigated, whatever, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Uh, now her sister is having a, you know what I'm saying, a, 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 you know, what, what we would call a mental break. She's outside with no clothes on. She's tripping. Big chief seer, you stop her, you know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, we got to take you in. Because, you know, she feels some compassion because that's old girl sister. She don't want to, you know what I'm saying, do nothing bad to the girl sister. But they got to take in because she out here wilding. You know what I'm saying? So the sister now relents. And she had been wanting to take her to the little institution to get her some help. But now it's kind of like no other choice. So she had to take her to the institution to get some help. You know what I'm saying? And, um... It didn't work out so well, you know. Sister ends up killing herself because, again, the sister is seeing these dead people and hearing this stuff, and I think a big part of it is their mother is one of the things that's out there. And the mother's dead, of course. But she's one of the spirits that's helping control the little situation, which is my theory. And... Sister kill herself, so now Navarro is upset. She go tip shit, and uh, she just jump out in the middle of the street and have a barroom fight on the side of the snow, you know what I'm saying, with some niggas she got into before, just jumped out and swung on a motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, when I say nigga, there's no black people in this show because it's in the tundra, but you know what I mean. <laughs> in the tundra. <laughs> Navarro, Navarro, I guess what's Navarro? Native, I guess Navarro's yeah, native. She's native. She 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 what? Yeah, she's uh, native. I, I can't think of the name of the tribe, but it's a name. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't have much more to add to it. I this is what I'll oh. say. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this. Jody Force's characters is Liz Danvers. Uh, Liz and Dan- Liz. Navarro, Evangeline Navarro is played by Callie Reese. Right, okay. That's, I'll give you that. So it's uh, Navarro that we call her, but the ghosts call her Evangeline because it's her mama. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, <laughs> right. And or then, we think. Or, or so we think. And then right. Liz, you know what I'm saying, she just a you know, hot-tempered, a personality, go get it, how she live. So, um, so sister kills herself. And the tripped out mm-hmm. shit about this show, the sister kills herself, and immediately in the next scene, she's a ghost. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah, talking about yeah. <laughs> quick. I'm like, she came back quick. She ain't had no time to fill out no paperwork. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She ain't had to wait at no line. She wasn't at the pearly gates no time. She just popped right back up as a ghost. Hey, not. You know what I'm right. saying? So they, they actually got on to a suspect that may be at a at an old um oil pump type of thing and they go out there to look for it and while they're there Navarro chases the main guy that they see and then the ghost is leading Navarro down into the trenches 
And that's where she encounters, uh, it's actually Christmas Eve this particular night. So right. when she gets down there, she actually encounters a Christmas tree that's lit up and done up. And as she's there staring at the Christmas tree, her sister pops up behind her as the ghost. And next thing you know, she's just sitting there looking at the Christmas tree. Like we said, this show is long and breathing. You know what I'm saying? So you have to bear with mm. the details. There's not a lot of action details. But in the overall scheme of things, we're getting to the point where they're getting closer to the source of the killings, which I believe have a lot to do with the the, the dead Blurring the lines between the living and the dead. And there you have it. We'll be back next week with more True Detective. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a good way of that's a good way of describing it. It's breathing. <laughs> and no, it is a good way. It's almost mouth breathing too, because it should have started to <laughs> fuck with my patience. I'm like, yo, come on now. I'm getting irritated. I'm not gonna lie. It's a lot of slow ass dialogue and, and scenes with a quick yeah. reveal that might be supposed to be so I just hope at the end of this the payoff is something serious which I don't think it will be but we will see it's only it seems like it's only six episodes so it's like it? two episodes left oh, I was man. just looking on IMDB and they got both the leads at six episodes so maybe mm. I don't know if they registered the last four or two or whatever but it's a six episode thing um traditionally i don't think true detective runs that long anyway i'd have to go back and look mm -hmm. at it but um you know one thing that i do is interesting about the the show is <clears throat> how i guess interconnected the communities are the native community and the the, like I guess the you know the I guess the the white community or whatever or the mm -hmm. non-native community like when everybody kind of there's a lot of people popping up at people's houses there's that one white lady who always rolling up a cigarette like a joint she's mm -hmm. just rolling up some tobacco and she cooking a crazy spread for at first I thought it was just gonna be for her and Navarro to kick it but it looked like some more people came through but it looked like it's a lot of like like not a lot but there's little like uh, just it's a lot of fall through energy mm -hmm. on you might fall through for a kickback. You might fall through just to have a conversation. You might fall through for just a, a quick jump off situation. But it's very like open door policy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Knock on the door. Doors unlocked. Come on in. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Good to see you. Let's you know, whatever, whatever. It's we cold in here. You know, it's dark. You know what I'm saying? It's good to see just anybody, mm -hmm. you know? And then, like, with the with the um, native population, like, you go you go to somebody's house, the whole community showing up. Like, when they went to my man's house, mm -hmm. who wasn't there from, like, a couple episodes back when he was sitting there with the gun, talking about, don't come up in here. Mm -hmm. Now he seems to be going, they going through his house. They come back out the house, and the whole squad is there with the dog and everything. Like, yo, what's going on with you? You know what I mean? It's a, it's a lot of... I don't want to say it's just like nosy neighbors, but there's a a definite tight knit community. Yeah, there was a, um, it was a beef though, cause they know the police, cause it's native land, and the police don't right. have no business on native land unless they got business on native land. 
And the natives right. is like, don't be coming up in here. The man already told you he didn't want to talk to your motherfucking ass. Y'all busting his house the last time, and now he done disappeared. You done disappeared our homeboy. You know what I'm saying? What the fuck y'all want now? You know? Mm, like, because it looked yeah. like y'all ain't on no official business. It's just you and old Navarro. What's, what's cracking? You know? Yeah. So yeah. They, they a little, they a little at, on, on edge about this shit because shit is tripping. It's the long night now. Yeah. Let us know what you think of the show so far. Let us know if you got any any theories on the show, any predictions, anything that we overlooking, any themes, whatever. You know, let us know how you feel about True Detective season four. I think it's the worst one so far. But Damn. you know, that's that's me right now. Yeah, it's <laughs> my I first do. one. I do. <laughs> yeah, man. So you it only gets better from here. Oh my um, god. Um you tripping. <laughs> yeah. Well look. Let's have a let's let's get into a show that I think is having a great season. They having a hell of a season. We talking about Raising Canaan, episode three hundred nine, the penultimate episode, Home to Roost. Mm-hmm. I was a little nervous off top because some people were saying this was the finale, and I was like, Nah, it can't be a finale. I looked at all the other ones; it's ten episodes. I was like, mm-hmm. Nah, but um. So we back 309. Uh you see he opens up, you see Lou stumbled drunk, which has become a bit of a a a, a thread throughout the, the season. Mm-hmm. This is this is like Lou's troubled season. Lou been troubled for maybe more than one season. He's always been conflicted, but now he's like off the deep end. He don't know how to handle this shit. He don't right. feel like he got anybody he could really trust. Right. And the bottle is his friend. He wants some living in the bottle, some Gil Scott. Man, it went real shit. fast, too. It went, it went from shit, casual evening drink to goddamn full-blown mm-hmm. alcoholism. Griselda Speed, full-blown crackhead. Yep, all the way. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> he's stumbling into the liquor store. And I'm going to be honest with you. I'm watching this shit. The liquor store dude was a dickhead from the jump. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he was just seeing him stumbling in, so he just gave him that you a drunk type of energy. But he just was, it was an asshole from the jump. He was like, mm-hmm. hey, what you, where's the money? This is how it works. You give me, I give you the I bills. Mean, you take. He saw the nigga stumble on in there. Yeah. And it's probably late. It's late. He tired. You know what I mean? But I mean, he... You know, so uh, Lou ain't got no paper on him. He looking for the paper. He like, I ain't got it. Well, you can't have this. Lou pull out the pistol. You know what I'm saying? You know, the pistol like MasterCard. That should take it everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So now he he looked like my liquor store dude. He trying to grab his pistol, but Lou quick on the draw. You know, mm-hmm. nigga, I don't want you. You don't think you should do that, even though Lou be stumbling and 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 drunken. Quick his on shot that is, is, is quick on the trigger, like Roy Tillman. Pop, pop. You know, he one of them. So he like, I'm gonna take this. They get into a little little quick shootout, kind of. Lou speed off. And uh, what was it? It was a little BM. He had a nice little BM situation. Mm, I can't Something remember. Nice. I can't remember. Something nice and about to get crashed up. So he spent off. Um, then we cut to, uh, we cut to, uh, Ronnie and, uh, what looked to be, was this Ty Dolla Sign in the car? Oh, I don't know. 
I, look yeah, like him. I don't, I don't know. know what Ty like, Dolla Sign look like. Yeah, I think it was Ty. I'm not sure. It looked like a Ty Dolla Sign looking cat in the car. They in the whip. I guess, I don't know if they thought they was going to go meet the connect. Because I, I thought at this point, Ronnie knew mm-hmm. Juliana was dead, but maybe he didn't. And then, well, I don't even know if they were in a at a de- headed to a destination per se when them niggas just surrounded them. Okay, they might have just been in the world. Yeah, they was just okay. in the world. I think. Yeah, probably. So they they out, they out. Homie, you know, Ronnie and, and his driver, they chilling, and then they get ambushed. Yeah, and Ronnie, you know, cool. You know what I'm saying? Cool as a fan because he know how it go. These are the people that's gonna tell us, you know, we we can't we can't hustle no more. Basically, right. we ain't gonna die. This is just a talking to. Yeah, you know he he just knew he read the situation and was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, this this them people. You know what I'm saying? Right, we, right, we right. For high stakes out here. Yeah, yeah, and I'm comfortable with it because as weird as Ronnie is, his you know it's, he's got street smarts. Mm-hmm. He's got a sense about it. He was he's been in the game for as long. You know what I mean? Shit, probably as long as he's been in jail. Right. So look, he already see what it is. Boom, there's that. Hey, um, but before you move, it's just, it's ahead, weird. It's and it's just like real life. Like when you come home, you know what I'm saying. You don't. You was running shit, and then you come mm-hmm. home, niggas act like you never existed. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't yep. never run shit. Like you don't have that type of knowledge. You ain't. You know you shit. It's the the game done changed. When you look at running, you don't. You don't necessarily automatically remember he used to run shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's His character is somebody of one who used to run the streets and now he just the nigga in a windbreaker. Yeah. To y'all, to us. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. A beige windbreaker at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was always tough. Um, so yeah, yeah. And he, he still sees himself as who he was. Right. And he's, Kind of got to remind everybody else. Um, <clears throat> so there's that. Then we cut to um, we cut to some of the operation. We see what's going on. We see how they they mixing the work with the uh, the MSG. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. with the little special. So it says special. So inside oh, the actually, canister, the work with, not together. Inside the canister <laughs> of the MSG, yeah. little things are. Uh, and they pouring the MSG on it. Yo, you ever, you know, remember back in the days, I mean, they still do it, but no MSG, like that became a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like it made, it was almost like it was fucked up. Right. Do you realize, you ever had accent? No, what's that? It's like a spice. You ever seen oh, yeah, accent? Yeah, yeah, you ever yeah, seen yeah, accent? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. That's pure MSG. Damn. I just found that out recently. And I always liked accent. I don't, I haven't fucked with it a long time, but I remember as a kid, like, that'd be one of those spices that I, I, like take, I taste that shit like raw. You know what I'm Damn. saying? Like it's uncut. Yeah, that's because it it was, it looked like it looked like salt, but it's a different type of taste to it. Mm-hmm. It's an accent, but it turns out that shit was MSG. I was fucking, you know, wilding out. Uh, anyway, and then you know, um, I don't know why I felt the need to share that, but uh, <clears throat> so then you see how shit is moving around. You see how shit is moving around. You see at the the Chinese restaurants, they putting up the little sign, special sauce, extra. It's in. We got the special sauce. F- well, you know, so that's code for you know if you want that real shit, we got that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Get that with your sweet and sour. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna jump around a little bit. Not jump around, but this is just I'm just going through the notes. I see. So you see jukebox. And rock at the diner, you know, and they having a little heart to heart. 
I just want to say I like the jukebox and rock scenes. They got a lot of heart to them. I yeah, do. But like you know they scenes. full of shit. But go ahead. <laughs> you think they full of shit? They always. Well, we go, I, I mean, she throw a little that. auntie on there, but she be trying to get to the information. She want that information yeah. flow, the window to be open for her. She wants you uh-huh. to feel like. Like, Kanan ain't on her side. She needs some people on her side. And all she got Mm. is motherfucking Marvin and a burgeoning juke. A burgeoning juke. Yeah, okay. Okay, so you don't don't think it's sincere. You don't think the love is real. You think it's, I I just need some intel. (laughs) She was trying to say, look, I just want you to know. And maybe it was some bullshit. Maybe you felt like this part was was nice. And she probably do feel that. It's a dynamic of of both Uh sides. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Where she she is auntie, and she really cares mm-hmm. about the baby. You know what I'm saying? But shit, I got to keep this going so I can keep this information going. But that's you know neither here nor there. It's yeah. just the it's just okay. the part of the game. You know, it's a testament to her dedication. Even right. if she gonna be phony, she gonna be real good at being phony. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's almost like a good testament to Patina as right. an actor. Right. I'm gonna sell this shit. You gonna right. forget. I'll be on Broadway singing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so she like, Juke, listen, it ain't about Canaan. It's about you. And I want you to know that, you know, I felt bad, you know, these times when I'm asking you about Canaan because it's really about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe it is. Maybe it is a little campaign. You know, Rock has definitely been on her campaign heavy this season. So, they, you know, they had that shit. Uh, we cut to Famous coming to work. Working at the bar, you know what I'm saying? Smoking mm-hmm. a square, walking in the spot. He has his music playing, his, you know, his fucking, you know, his confession on on tape, blasting in the back room. And then there's uh, Judith Light and uh, and like a, a fucking old school ass record label guy. Mm-hmm. Older white guy. Remember, it's the 80s. All the record guys was old. <laughs> Or the nineties, the nineties, I guess Mm -hmm. Puff was just about to come on the scene. (laughs) Right, right. It's still this is the old cats from the Hitman book. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So he's one of these cats. He tells her, You're talented and I'm rich. That often translates to success. You know what I'm saying? That's that's how that is the that is the swindle. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um But to an average old watcher, you know what I'm saying? Old famous got a job like Calvin at McDonald's. Right. Right, famous trying to make a way for himself. Finally, you know what I mean. Finally, he went from shiftless to famous. Right, you know what I'm saying. So now he doing that. They talking about you know the the track is great too. Who did the track? Oh, Lou did the track. I can get in touch with Lou. Lou is in the wind. wind Lou is wind. in the wind. Famous, I, you know, nigga, you ain't gonna find him. But you know, um, in the you know, famous wind. goes to huh? In the windy wind. In the super win, in the yo three sheets to the win, if not five. Mm. So he go, he go out there. He go to Canaan spot, which he's not welcome. His old home, you know what I'm saying, which he was displaced from. He goes there, knocks on the door. Old rabble rouser Ronnie opened the door. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you want, Rip him up. <laughs> yeah, what you want? You know what I mean? With that slow intensity, you know what I mean? Nigga, what is you here for? I just, I just want to talk to Kane. I'm looking for Lou. You know what I'm saying? Kane is so like disgusted with Famous. You know what I mean? It's sad to see how they done parted. Mm-hmm. I used to be your man. Now you looking. You know what I mean? I ain't gonna <laughs> you like looking it. Don't over know you. me. 
<laughs> man getting gripped up. You ain't even quick to break the grip up. Nah. You know what I'm saying? You'll break the grip up. All right, this nigga always like he's sucking up. his teeth. Yeah. I'm tired of this. Man, I ain't yeah, seen man. Lou or my yeah. mother. That was a good Canaan. So, boom. So, fucking Ronnie, Jazzy Jeff, famous ass down the hall. Get your ass up out of here. But he was saying, hey, 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 man, but Juke having a performance at the mall if you want to pop out. (laughs) Everybody going to be there. (laughs) You want to pop out. If you you feel welcome, you know what I'm saying? I know this this doesn't really correlate with what just happened to you as you dust yourself off. But, hey, come on out. It's a family affair. Juke still like It's a Paramus. (laughs) Um, So, boom. We find out, oh, we also see that Lou is living in squalor. You know what I'm saying? He ain't cleaned up in a while, you know. His his whole crib is trashed out, looking crazy. Um, uh, Oh, last thing, and then I'll I'll throw it to you. And then Mm -hmm. one of my notes, uh, snaps and pop. With the little complimentary outfits, man. Mm-hmm. That shit, they, they their own little show. They like a show within a show. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They like, they do their own. It's like, oh shit, here comes Snaps and Pop. Like when they get on screen, it's something about their little chemistry and shit. <laughs> Snaps was slow on the draw, though. I tell you that. When Ronnie came in, that nigga, all his, his little henchmen, they had the shit off. Snaps had to pull his gun out after the fact just to let him know, nigga, I still got a gun. When Ronnie pulled up and his, his little peoples in the back, they had their guns drawn. Right. Snaps was a little slow with it. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, why I order? But, you but know when he mean? did, so that like, nigga was quick, though. <laughs> he, was, he was quicker, but not. To, it was... What they say, uh, close but no cigar. You know what I'm saying? Like that nigga, he pulled it out just to let the nigga know I got the gun on me. But it was after the fact. Like if if your peoples wasn't there and Ronnie came shooting, yeah, you'd have took but, one. But he know Ronnie ain't come to shoot. He they know True they got indeed. Ronnie in a motherfucking in a tight. He owe them money. He on the on the other end of this shit. Like, right. Without they money, he ain't got no money. But what I'm saying is, even if that is understood. The fact that you still felt the desire to pull out to win, you know what I mean? To fucking pull your gun out. I, at this point, it's for show. It's you know, like, uh, look. It was in response, I think, to when Ronnie was like, y'all niggas knew, you know what I'm saying? That my connect was was deaded and y'all ain't tell me. Uh, and they, I'm going to have to watch then, that then part he again. up on them like, nigga, you the one owe us money. I don't give a fuck. About why your connect is dead, but it is, and you still owe us some bread. Okay, that's what right. that shit was right. about. <laughs> that's what you felt. All right, back. No, back, that's back. I mean that's, that's that. what they was talking about. You know, what I'm saying that was how the conversation went, and and, and you know he okay. had to tuck his tail. You know what I mean? Because now okay. he wanted to say, you know, Rock did this shit, and they like nigga, that's your problem. I don't care who did it. Rock ain't come get no money from us. You did, which is real mm. shit. Nobody want to yeah. hear that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you take that check, whether it's from the peoples or from the streets, nigga. That Biggie say they gonna want their money back. Rain, sleet, hell, yeah. snow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's unfortunate, but yeah. yeah, we still don't get in the way of this 401k. That's you said. You got money out the 401k, niggas. We need it back. 
Yeah, we retired. Remember, we you know retired. What I'm so, uh, so then you, you got go? you got um, you know that's I was gonna go into that what we just did. Yeah, and, go ahead. You know, the thing what I want to say is you know what I'm saying Juliana getting bodied really accomplished a couple things. You know, she always wanted to kill Juliana, looking for a chance anyway. Got her chance, but. Remember, Quan or whoever the fuck was like, you know what I'm saying? You got to show these motherfuckers a message, your competition. And right. obviously, it would have had to be Kane and Ronnie. But she mm-hmm. she was able to knock that bird out by killing Juliana, cutting off the supply to the competition. So I think that was slick and understated, you know what I'm saying? The way they, mm-hmm. they portrayed that. Um, on the flip side, Detective Howard is on the fucking ropes. You know what I'm saying? His shit is coming crashing down because of Nikki's father talking with the dead deceased um, police officer's father comparing notes and finding out that you know he talked to Detective Howard and he told him to sit down on it cause you know the department don't want you you know what I'm saying it's not a good look so now everybody got the eyes on Howard Howard shit is in the fucking mix bad they got uh, old Gerald up on Marvin. You know what I'm saying? Marvin should have stabbed his ass in the neck when he found out <sighs> about that. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> Gerald had Fucking to tell him. Gerald. Gerald had to tell him he was snitching. So now Marvin is like stabbing the table with a butter knife because <laughs> he don't want to kill this nigga in front of his kids. But <laughs> <laughs> shit, Gerald. You know what I'm saying? They done came and took the kids. Cheryl fucked up, man. They took one of the kids. I think they took one of the kids. Because one of the kids died. Kid oh, yeah. Drill. One of the kids died. That's what it is. And then they, yeah, 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 then yeah, they yeah. came to get yeah, the other one. That's when he told her. He was yeah. like, I was I was snitching on you. I was talking to the people. First of all, what I hate about Gerald is he don't want to be accountable for the bullshit. Yeah. And I guess, you know, he's he got a problem. He a junkie or whatever. So... He's he's mad. He wants sympathy for fucking up. You done fucked up so much. Now one of your kids done drowned because mm-hmm. you want to get high. Mm-hmm. And then, then you still you got the nerve to want sympathy for the cat that you've been talking to the FBI about. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then I had to talk to the FBI about you. <laughs> oh, that's what the story's about, Marvin. Don't hate <laughs> I mean, me. Like, like this nigga's supposed to console you. You try to put him in jail. I'm so sorry. I'm just terrible. Get the fuck out of here, man. Ah, Gerald, this, yeah, man. I, I had no sympathy for Gerald, man. I hate to say it, man. That shit ran out a while ago, fucking Gerald. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Keep going. Mm-hmm. So, so you got Gerald out there, copping pleas and all that bullshit. Then um, there was the scene where Ronnie... Um, connected with with Kanan to try to bring him home again. You know what I'm saying? You know you got to come home. You don't come home, they're gonna arrest you. You know what I'm saying? Blah blah blah. And I know you had that talk, but that ain't gonna last. And Kanan refused to go out without a fight. He's like, shit, you can't stop me. You know what I'm saying? You you just cut off the supply. That ain't gonna stop me. Shit. Oh, you talking about Rocky, not Ronnie. Yeah. You said yeah, Ronnie. Yes, yeah, I, I, I think I said Rock, but Rocky. Oh, okay. His yeah, mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His mama mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. to go talk with her son, and it didn't right. go how she wanted it. 
because he's, you know what I'm saying, he's that kid when you've been whooping him all his life, and then that time he grabbed the belt. It was like, you're not yeah. going to whoop me no more. With that superhuman strength, he that nigga now. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, Marvin was funny in that scene, too, because Marvin was like, well, I get my belt on your ass. I don't care how old you are. It's my sister. Are you going to let him funny. talk to you like that? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, oh Uncle man. Marvin, man. Yeah. It's looking like looking bad for old the goddamn Marvin and Rock and them. You know, I know Rock gonna survive this season, but I, you know. So coming to the to the tail end of the show, uh-huh. they had to go confront baby brother Lou. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Sitting in the squalor, put the pistol to his head. He, you know, he weeping and crying his way by the, don't do me like this. Don't do me like this. Oh, not your brother. Hey, you know, they, they, they planned it out like, nigga, this is what it is, what it is. You know what it is. And then, you know, they throw him in the, they tie him up, put him in the truck. He's still copping please all the way through. They driving them all in the long distance of, Long Island somewhere or upstate. I don't know which way they went, but they out there. And, you know, it goes off with them transporting them. You know, what we think could be to his demise. But, mm-hmm. you know, knowing power, since they didn't show his demise, he'll probably end up at rehab. <laughs> and, you know what I'm saying, yeah. getting some help, as Marvin suggested. Yeah. I think they taking him to a fucking <laughs> shady ponds ass rehab and shit. This nigga gonna start playing pickleball. Right. 30 years and you know what I mean? Before the fad. Yeah, because they not gonna kill Lou. Right. I just don't I don't think they gonna kill Lou. Like, especially, I don't know. We'll see. They playing, they they playing with the tension though. Right. I don't I don't think they're gonna kill him. Who I I just it just it don't make as much sense. But I what I do think. My, I got a prediction. Well, because they, because look, they killed Lou. I mean, Lou fucked up right now. But if Lou could get back, Lou's still a hitter. You mm-hmm. see, he's dead eye even when he's drunk. So right. if right. we get this motherfucker to, to get right, he's somebody good to have on the team. Yeah. Especially now. Yeah. yeah, he's a wild card. He could but go because he gets off this. The, hit, the hitting is the reason he fucked up. <laughs> True, indeed. Yeah, he gotta learn how to compartmentalize. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> maybe that's what he. Maybe that's what he's gonna go to a murder shaman who's gonna tell him how to keep them cold. You know, keep that cold heart intact. Right. But there's that because then the other thing is, if Marvin is under the threat of imprisonment, and then you are gonna kill Lou. And your son don't fuck with you anymore. You all you, alone. You all alone. And I don't think Rock is going to play that way. I don't think she want to play that way. But then this is the other question I got. Because what I seen as maybe a loophole, what might happen, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember when they had Lou tied to the chair, then Howard came in talking about, yo, look, I had to tell them people about Marvin. I'm saying Marvin, fuck it, man. We gotta get him out of here. Marvin is like he talking like he got it like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like he family, like he another brother. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know he baby father and all of that shit, but come on now. I feel like because Rock has been saying a couple times throughout the season, 
nigga, first of all, I got shit on you, and a lot of this shit still leads to you, too. Mm-hmm. So if she kill him, a lot of that shit is out of here. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they could kill him in a way to where it don't come back on nobody and you would probably need Howard to testify on that Marvin type of thing or whatever or to at least link the shit together. So if they get Howard out of there and Howard moving like he can't get got, that could happen. Howard is is probably on the list to be out of there. You know what I'm saying? It's it's really a race on the clock. Who going to get him first? You know what I'm saying? Who's who else is competing for that? The police. Who else you think is going? The police. Okay. Versus, oh, you mean get him out of yeah, there, not FBI, just kill him. His, uh-huh. his his local precinct father and right. the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So mm-hmm. he, and you know it's funny. Well, go ahead. Go no, ahead. No, I got I'm a done, question for you. Whatever happened to his cancer? Did they heal that or something like that? Cancer? Remember he had? Did he? Have, well, he's sick. He was you sick like a season or two ago. Shit since they shot, we ain't heard about that at all. They wrote that shit. We ain't out heard the about script. that. <laughs> that nigga is vital. He back in the game, but before he was coughing and about to die and all of this other shit. I forgot. Did he see somebody? Um, and then uh, what else did I want to say? Uh, Shout out to Alex Babbitt, uh, comedian, friend of mine. He was uh he had a he had a cameo in this episode, man. He was in when they was in the in the spot packaging the work and shit. He was like, uh, I heard Lou robbed a, a liquor store. That was his line and mm-hmm. shit. And that was cool. And and speaking of comedians, almost could have been two comedians in this episode, cause I read for the role of the guy, the bartender nigga sweeping up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that scene when they went and got um when they went and got Lou out the bar, mm-hmm. and he was like, he knocking shit over. I wouldn't be mad if he just, you know, right. if he would just stay asleep, but he keep waking up 20 minutes, and da-da-da-da-da, as he was saying that shit. I was like, yo, I know them lines. Yeah, I read for that shit. That's what they chose. Um, you know, I don't feel no type of way. Uh, uh, I, I but looked anyway. it up. They said Howard made a full recovery after he got shot. <laughs> that bullet has some type of antidote said, in it. It, huh? said, it is revealed his shooting led to another cop donating their matching bone marrow um, okay. to be his illness. Got it, got it. I think they might have said that. Yeah, Maybe we yeah, kind of yeah, don't yeah, recall. Yeah, yeah, but we, yeah. You know, we weren't paying attention to that storyline. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, shit. I thought something bad was going to happen at the, um, at the Butter Show. I mean, the FBI showed yeah, up, but I thought it was going to be... <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a shootout or something crazy or Kanan was going to do something wild or Ronnie was going to bug out, but nothing happened she, except she that- She did um, get arrested afterwards. She got arrested, but she, you know, she yeah. she be holding strong. Jukebox be, she be winning. I'm going to tell you She's this. Oh, I also had this this note that I, I've grown to like Butter's manager. Mm-hmm. I didn't like her at first. I just thought it was just a little much- She's, she's I guess she's softened up. She's still focused. You know what I mean? Like, it's- it's it's definitely that type of arc that you see in the in the shows with the with the mean coach mm-hmm. who turns into you know the 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 parental figure you know what I'm saying it shows that the the whole time they had love for you and they always saw it in you mm-hmm. they believed in you when you ain't believe in yourself motherfucker you know what I'm saying yeah 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 <laughs> and they had cool little jerseys. But uh, that's it. What else you got? You got any? That was, <laughs> yeah, some cool little jerseys. That was the show. Yeah, that was it. That was, that was it. Yeah. Let yeah. us know. Let us know if you got any predictions for the uh, for the finale. What y'all think? Let us know. Hit us on the on the Instagram or on the, on the SoundCloud comment. On, yeah, on the SoundCloud comments. 
Right. I mean, oh uh, shit, it's about that time. Say this. This Thursday through Saturday, finally, the DC Improv is actually this week. We've been teasing it all this time. Thursday through Saturday. Saturday late show is sold out. That's what's up. I'm excited about that. Let's sell out the rest of them shows. That'll be dope. And then the next week, I'm at Hartford at City Steam. Tickets are on sale right now. DamianLemon.com. Pick up some tickets. Come out. We're going to have a good time. You know what I mean? I can't wait to see the people. And uh, until next week, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. To get in a conversation. Yeah.